2022's Firestarter is an interesting portrayal of the Stephen King novel, but it sort of has its flaws as well. So perhaps comparing it to the original sort of adaptation might be a little off, simply because the original one that came out in the mid-80s is sort of more horror-focused, whereas this version is a little bit more like a superhero kind of telling. It's almost like the the um, the opposite of like an origin story, whereas it's meant to come off like it's scary, but then again, it's sort of more so sci-fi horror, which isn't always horror, and then still being not really the scary movie I think it's written to be. You know what I'm saying? Like the original Firestarter novel, which is I think like the seventh or eighth uh, Stephen King book is, you know, a tremendously well-received novel. You know, it's the the right at the beginning of his career where just about everything that he did, everything he wrote was top-notch. You're talking like, you know, from Carrie to Firestarter. In between all of these, you have The Dead Zone, you have The Shining, you have Salem's Lot, Rage, The Stand, one of my favorite novels, The Long Walk, which they're finally doing something with. And, you know, Firestarter just kind of continues that as he then led into other novels like Cujo and The Running Man and the first uh, entry into the Dark Tower series and then Pet Cemetery. Firestarter is right there at the very beginning of his career. And that's why when they made that film in 1985 or 1984, it was a big deal. And it even, like, garnered a lot of a, a huge reputation for being, like, a really good 80s horror film. It stars a really young Drew Barrymore. Uh, it's got a couple other people. You know, I think Heather Locklear is in it, if I remember correctly. Um, there are some other people who are kind of 80s famous in a way. You know, like they were bigger back then than they sort of are now. I think Martin Sheen is in it too, or maybe Charlie Sheen. I don't remember the, the original one all that well, but I do remember it being more so about the scare tactic of everything. You know, when you have this little girl who has these superpowers where she could essentially control fire but they can also produce fire in a way very much kind of like a superpower but not portrayed in that fashion everybody in the film is sort of afraid of her and they want to kind of control her in some way and she's like an eight-year-old so she wants nothing to do with any of these people she doesn't want to be experimented on she doesn't want to be taken away from her family so of course she backlashes on everybody and kills a lot of people Willing or unwilling, it's still very much a good telling, from what I understand, of the novel. I should actually read the novel. I actually haven't. So that would be a good way to compare this film with its uh, most recent remake, in a way. And then also, which one is more true to the novel? Because now you have the one that came out last year. And like I said, it's it's got a great cast. You know, it's got Zac Efron in it. He plays the father. Um, I don't remember who the little girl is, but I remember her being very, uh, like, menacing in a way, but sort of menacing like she ha has a lot of, you know, strength to her. She's not really, like, a typical way an eight-year-old would be in that scenario. I don't believe it's dated. I believe it's meant to be portrayed as this story in modern time because of the progression of science. And essentially what's happening is they, again, want to kidnap her to sort of make, mm, run experiments on, I guess you could say.
So they want to run experiments on her, see how her powers work, because in the long run, now I don't remember this about the original, and I don't know if it's true to the novel or not, but in the long run, both parents, in some way, shape, or form, also have powers. But I believe their powers were given to them by these experiments that this government agency is trying to run on them. So being that they have these powers, they, you know mated i guess you could say had a child and that child inherited powers as well but her powers aren't the same as the parents so like i think they have like telekinesis and then she was born with you know pyrotechnic capabilities essentially what the fire starter character does controls fire produces fire and essentially it's kind of attached to their rage or you know them just being mad or upset or scared and that's what it gets attached to so as the story progresses, obviously they kind of are able to kidnap her. I think the mother dies and they capture the father as well. And the father is held captive. She's, you know, gets filled with rage, breaks out. You know, they kill the father or the father dies, I think, like defending her. And then she goes on this rampage and kills everybody in the facility that they're being tested in. And again, this doesn't feel like a horror film. It doesn't feel like a horror film at all while you're watching it. It feels like an origin story. It feels like what you would see in like the flashbacks of like a film that was based on a superhero. And you could see their tough upbringing and how they sort of became more so of the good guy that they are, the superhero they are as having powers to produce fire. And this is what happened in their life and what they did to get to the to this point now as being a superhero. That's what it feels like. It does not feel like a horror film. And if there's one thing I know for a fact, without needing to rewatch the original or read the novel, is that is what its intent is. Its intent is supposed to be a horror movie, and it doesn't feel like that. Now, does that make it bad? I mean, I don't know. Like, if you go into it expecting it to be horror, or expecting it to be anything like the original one from the mid-80s, you're going to be disappointed but then again, you might also find enjoyment out of what the film is because it's still a really good film. It's not that bad of a film for if you take it for its face value. But if you take it or you walk into it expecting something to be scary or for it to have any sort of horror undertones, it doesn't. Nothing about it screams anything that would correlate it to the original film, the novel, Anything. It's kind of its own standalone telling of the story, which would be perfect if, say, they wanted to do a sequel and kind of continue that and make it where she is a almost an anti-hero. I would take that. You know, she's alone now. She's like eight or nine years old. However, she's meant to be. However old she's meant to be portrayed as, and she's just out in the world now. And this whole this at least this portion of the agency that building she's in, she totally rebels it, and she just moves on. Now. It's not a film that did well, like, financially. It's not a film that did well critically. It's very low-rated, and I feel like a lot of that is because they took a film that was supposed to be based on a novel that is supposed to be a novel of horror and scares and scary in some capacity, you know, terrifying to some, maybe, and they really did make a movie that had nothing to do with that, and that's probably what get, garnered it a lot of its negative attention. But, you know, maybe if you go into it thinking, like, I'm not going to see a Stephen King novel or a Stephen King horror story. I'm going to go in there watching this interesting science fiction film. Then you might appreciate it. You know, I have a sort of appreciation for it. But I do also see the perspective of it not living up to its potential. 
or it not doing what it should have done, and that's be the same but more modern as the 80s version, or be a more true to the novel retelling. Because, again, I never read the novel, but if this is what the novel's about, and they made it more scary in the original 80s one, it's hard to believe because the 80s one is still more highly regarded as this one. So why would people be upset if this one's more true to the novel? I don't even know what Stephen King has said about it. I should try to look that up because Stephen King's usually very vocal about his adaptations because, you know, he has a lot. You know, almost every single piece of work of his is done. At least 80% of it is made into a TV movie, a TV show, a movie that went that goes in the theaters. They get done. I don't know what he says or how he feels about this. Um, but I do know that he usually is very vocal if he has something negative. So maybe not hearing anything is maybe a good thing. Because if he doesn't say boo, I mean, it's not bad. You know, it's not good. You know, it's it's Schrodinger's Stephen King review. He likes it and he doesn't like it at the exact same time. 